You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Inspiring women, bold vision, and powerful insights to help you use speaking to build a thriving business. This is Speaker Success Podcast, brought to you by Women Speakers Association. Now, for today's show. And welcome to another episode of Speaker Success Podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, do you want to become a motivational speaker, but you're just not sure how to get started? Well, joining me on today's show is Mary G. Mora. Mary G. says that referrals come from relationships. Build them and they will come. In fact, Mary G. has been networking and connecting for most of her adult life, living and working for organizations in Florida, Michigan, Massachusetts, New York, Georgia, and now North Carolina. She has always found a way of connecting with like-minded individuals and building relationships that last. That was the reason why she decided to start her own business in January 2009. She is the owner and abundant talent connector of M. GM Speakers Bureau, a talent agency headquartered in North Carolina and available worldwide. Mary G also coaches individuals that are interested in becoming speakers and trainers. Now on today's show, grab a pen and paper because Mary G is going to share, should you become a motivational professional speaker? how to get started, and of course, some success tips to really help you get your motivational professional speaker uh, career on track. So welcome to the show, Mary G. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure to be on. Building relationships is just so important. And with so much noise and so much clutter, both online and offline, the building of relationships is very, very crucial today, isn't it? Very much so. You never know who that connection that you just made mm. might turn out to be. The building of relationships, you get to know who they are and how you can help them. That should be the first focus. And then that comes, it turns out to be the best connection that you made. And that mm. relationship, whether you're in the same field or not, will develop into something worthwhile for both of you. Yes, absolutely. And you know, sadly, I hear some stories where people have presumed that a potential connection was just not worth pursuing, only to realize later that that particular person that they kind of said, well, there's no real point in, in connecting further because there's no relationship opportunities. They were connected to some key influences that would have opened the door to so many opportunities. So we never know who someone else is connected to and who through building or a key relationship with them, the opportunities to meet other people in, in their network. Tell us what, what Mary G uh, really drives you at the core of building relationships because, you know, obviously it's a very core value to you. Can you, can you just share maybe your journey just briefly? I think it goes uh, based on the values that my parents mm. taught me that you should always try to help somebody and you never know, you know, even a smile, if somebody's having a bad day or they've had bad news, you can bring them out of that and encourage them. 
Yes, yes. And, you know, now that we're going to dive into talking and supporting people who are thinking, you know, I would love to be able to motivate, be able to inspire, be able to empower through my voice, sharing my story to, to others. Building relationships, building networks is, is so very important as well. So let's share some tips. Should you become a motivational professional speaker? Are there some do's and don'ts, things for us to consider before we dive in and make the decision, yes, I'm going to go ahead and do that? A lot of people think that they uh, can do it. They don't realize how long it takes and what it takes. And uh, if people have told you that you should become a motivational speaker, find out why they have that idea for you. And if you have a topic that you think might be of interest to others, that's great. Practice on that topic. Write it out. If you have a life experience that you want to share and encourage others that are going through a similar situation, that would be a great way to get started. Now, if you're enthusiastic and passionate about that topic, that definitely comes across. And if you have confidence, that is a great start because when you stand in front of a room full of people, a lot of the great speakers still get butterflies in their stomachs. Mm -hmm. But that's part of the adrenaline that's flowing through you because you're going to share something of value with the audience. Mm -hmm. And also make sure that your tone, your pitch, your grammar, that they're all in consistency with what you're presenting. Yes, yes. Mary G, let's talk about our life experience and our story and our journey because sometimes, yes, we can be so connected to that and it has an incredible um, lesson for others to share, whether it's been inspiration, what I did, so that people can think, wow, well, she can do it. I maybe can do that as well. But I think sometimes we need to look at our story and our journey very carefully in what's the best way that we can present it to others. Have you seen some people, you know, who were starting to, to become or go into the, the area of motivational speaking that hadn't really thought clearly about that story, about that journey and maybe in how they presented it so that it really didn't touch the people in the audience. It didn't really seem relevant to them. What, what sort of advice and, or, or have, what have you seen? Well, I would suggest that before they try to get in front of an audience that they write out what they're going to say and revise it at least 10 times mm -hmm. before they are excited and feel others will be excited to hear what their final product is. And also keep in mind to customize it to the different audiences because you don't want to be a cookie cutter. You want to bring something that is content for the people that are listening to you that will give them a call to action. And a lot of the people that I have been working with think that they can do it, but they do not have the passion. Their story is not what they think it was. And it's difficult to show them that. But when they go with a close friend or a relative, somebody they'll be honest with them, they're not supposed to get mad if they tell them, hey, you can do something right. Mm -hmm. They are supposed to accept the recommendations and revise their speech in the areas where they had questions or the constructive comments were shared with them. Yes. Then gather a small group and do your presentation for them. 
Yes, that just makes so much sense. And, you know, yes, as you said, sometimes we can be quite passionate, but how we think, you know, in our minds about our story and then how it comes out, you know, through words and, and everything just makes so much impact, doesn't it? As you said, your body language, your tone, your pitch, and you really can take people on a journey. But if you just, if you're not aware of all of that, it can come out as just a, yeah, well, you know, what have I taken away from that as, as part of the audience? I remember, Mary G, that one of my colleagues was at an, attending a networking event and she was thinking about writing a book and then going and doing some speaking and she said you know I'm a single mom I raised my, my, my son and I created my own business and I and I kind of thought and I said to her look you know I won't say what her name was but I said look I'm sure you've got an incredible story and within that there are a lot of lessons that you can impart on others but just what you've just said I, I know 20 other women who are in exactly that same situation. So we really need to dive deeper, don't we, into what is it about my life's journey? Is it maybe comparison? You know, many women can can relate to the story of, you know, comparison syndrome where we don't get our idea off the ground because look at all these other incredible women. So once we pinpoint some key areas that we know other women are struggling with, as you said, what is the audience struggling with? And through your journey, through your learning, development, what can you impart then that's aligned with your journey that can take them on a you know an opportunity to well maybe I can do something differently too yes definitely and you know if you want to write a book about your experience that will give you credibility but at the same time you need to expand that talent to share that story to keep the audience empowered and paying attention to you mm. Yes. Not everybody, you know, will react the same way. And one of the suggestions that I make is find speakers on YouTube and watch them in action. And that gives you another venue of how to express yourself, how to bring the words that connect with the audience. You'd be surprised what you can learn from mm. other speakers' videos. Yes. You know, I, I can't remember the exact amount of hours, but for the motivational speakers, the speakers who many of us are, are familiar with their names, they get up on audience uh, uh, on the stage and, and the audience just gets the sense that it's so simple, it's so easy, it flows, they connect, they engage, and it seems so easy, as I said, but behind that presentation, is hours and hours and hours of practice, practice, refining, rewriting, practice again, isn't it? Because the, the best speakers do make it seem quite easy, but there's a lot of effort that's gone behind that presentation and that, that, that speaking, yes? That's part of their talent to mm. make you feel like, you know, it's just flowing. But like you say, practice, practice, practice. I'm sure the majority of them have to stand in front of the mirror and practice what they're going to project to the audience. And you want to practice your pauses. Your, uh, some people just present with slides. You don't have to read the slides to the audience. They can read them themselves. They're waiting for you to give them a message. And that's why these speakers really stand out. Because even though they have slides, they can just give the presentation and have the audience eating out of the palm of their hands mm -hmm. yes. because they have practice and 
They have that gift. I believe it's a gift. Mm. Yeah. So we're talking then about a gift and someone's listening today and thinks, well, I don't know if I've really been blessed with that gift. Sometimes we don't recognize our own gifts. Let me just say that right on the onsets. And exactly. um, if, if you've been told time and time again, you really need to get out there and speak because you are, you know, listen to that, to that, uh, to the voices around you and not that inner voice in your head, because sometimes she can tell you little fibbies. Anyway, so Mary G, when we're thinking then about some of the things that these gifted, the real gifted speakers and trainers, uh, well, speakers in this case, uh, are doing when they're getting on stage. I mean, you mentioned tone and pitch and grammar, and we'll certainly talk about those. But what are some other things that you help your clients with that really enables them to take that motivational professional speaking to that next level? I always start with be yourself. Mm -hmm. When speaking to an audience, be passionate, tell stories share information, and whatever your presentation is, make sure that you customize it to the present audience because that's the only way that you're going to really leave them with content and a call to action. They're there to learn from you. You're not there to just sell a product. You're there to give them content and share that gift that you have with whatever topic you're presenting. Mm. You mentioned be yourself. Let's talk about some of the points that you mentioned because I think they're just so crucial. How often, again, we don't have a level of self-awareness that enables us to pinpoint some of the key characteristics and differences that really distinguish us from many of the other people speaking about the topic. And what I mean by that is sometimes we may have a natural sense of humor. We may be naturally charismatic or we may be naturally whatever it is. And I think sometimes what we try and do is we look at what other speakers are doing and we try and emulate them. But I think, Mary Jean, speak a little bit about this. When we recognize some of our key traits, our key mannerisms and things that really distinguish us and makes us special and unique, then we can really intentionally bring that to the relationship, bring that to our speaking so that the audience connects with us. And, and we're not having to put on a mask or put on a front because it really is us. We're just doing it with far more intention, yes? Definitely. And uh, keep a sense of humor. People expect you to be yourself. And when you share a sense of humor, you don't have to keep telling jokes. But when you're yourself and it's appropriate, get a laugh from the audience. At least get them, you know, to smile. Mm. If something happened in the previous presentation that you feel they might enjoy listening to, go ahead and share that. Don't be stiff. Relax. And by all means, don't wear something that you haven't worn before because you don't know how it's going to react to your body. You might start itching. So you don't want to wear something that you haven't <laughs> worn in the past. <laughs> That's just a little tidbit there. Oh, <laughs> the, the comfortable shoes. Oh, That's yes. another issue. Mm. <laughs> Women especially, we don't. You know, we want to wear our heels, we want to look nice, mm -hmm. but by all means, make sure you've worn them 
already. <laughs> yes. I have to share a funny story. Thankfully, this was in a very small audience of people who already knew me. So it was more like a small networking group. And I am one of those people that do tend to move her hands quite a bit, especially when I'm passionate about a particular area in, in a topic. And, you know, I flung my hand to, to kind, kind of emphasize what I was talking about. And I happened to be wearing a ring that was slightly bigger than my finger. And off flew that ring right across to the other side of the table and bang on the ceiling. And I tell you what, you do not want to be doing that in an audience. Although I'm sure that would have, it did. It, everyone was just rolling on the floor with laughter. But Rolling yeah. and you got their attention <laughs> yeah, if they that's were right. not paying attention before. I wouldn't want to knock someone out on the, you know, in the head with the <laughs> ring. And like that would be quite embarrassing. But um, yeah, grab, grab their attention, have a laugh, but don't wear jewellery that might fling. And even jewellery that rattles, that was, that was something else. And, and these are some of the things that we don't really consider till we get some feedback. I love to wear jewellery, a bit of bling here and there, but I wore something that did make quite a bit of rattling noise and that was distracting, mm -hmm. you know, distracting for the audience. So these are things that we really need to consider, don't we, as well as obviously our presentation skills because everything and how we show up is going to impact the relationship that we build, the, the engagement and obviously the influencing call to action at the end of our presentation, yes? Definitely. And, you know, the, the lighting on stage, if you're wearing some kind of jewelry that might uh, have rays coming out of it, you don't want them to, you know, be distracted by that. Mm. You definitely, like you're saying, you know, don't wear excessive jewelry and, you know, just be you. I mean, people are there to listen to you. You're the expert. So that should make you relax at the same time that you know you have to keep their attention going. Mm -hmm. And one of the tips that I do give is at the end, allow room for questions. But don't panic if you don't get a question right away when you ask if there are any questions. Mention something that will trigger a question. Mm -hmm. Yes, people are a little bit hesitant, aren't they? Can be a little bit shy, be a little bit nervous. And as you said, maybe you might say something, you know, as you're thinking about your question, one of the typical questions I get asked is, and then just say what it is and that'll allow you to, to continue talking whilst people are, are formulating their question and, and, you know, growing a little bit of courage to, to ask that. Mary G, let's talk about the tone and pitch because I think this can make an incredible difference when, when people understand this and start to incorporate different tones, different pitches in their presentation can really take a, an audience on, on a journey. Talk about what is tone? Well, when you're speaking, um, how do you use your voice? Does it go up and down? Does it go on an even keel? Do you put emotion into your topic, into your voice? So if you were speaking um, and sharing a, a story that had a bit of sadness to it, you would slow down your tone, you would speak slower. Um, and then of course, the, the pitch, what is the pitch? Sometimes people um, get so excited that they start screaming. They don't realize that mm -hmm. they're getting loud. And at the same time, you need to take pauses during your presentation. But don't take a long pause and don't screech when you're getting to that pause. Mm-hmm. Screeching and in a presentation, never a good thing, I can imagine. <laughs> 
I mean, <laughs> you can be yourself, but don't be too excited. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, and here's where people who are really, um, you know, who really do appreciate you, so your, you know, your close friends, associates, and maybe even relatives. If you're being, if you've been asked to um, give critique or if you've asked someone to give you critique please give them the ability to answer honestly because if you are screeching or if you are not uh, having the correct pitch or tone in your presentation to be provided with an opportunity of feedback right then and there enables you to then continue to practice to really get it right so that um, on the stage you really do nail it you really do have the right tone when you need to go up a little bit higher and and create a pitch you don't go too high and kind of put your your audience off I mean sometimes criticism we don't like it do we because it kind of feels that it's an affront to our to us personally but really it's it's so beneficial because it even as you said the the, the real great speakers they continue to get critiqued all the time don't they how can I make it better what can I do differently to really take it to the next level exactly and look at it as constructive comments that are shared with you Gather a group of your closest friends and relatives and do your presentation. And then after they give you their comments that are being constructive in your favor, then gather them again and do your presentation for them. And you'll be surprised how much they help you if you don't get upset with what they're telling you because you ask them to be honest with you. They want to help you. Yes. I remember years ago, every everything that you're saying today, um, Mary G, reminds me of when I got some feedback and critique. It was many, many years ago and one of the trainers was up on stage and she said, just watch as you're presenting, anchor yourself on the stage because you don't want to have this little shake going on. And something inside me um, kind of prompted me to go, is that me? And she said, maybe. And I said, well, you just come out and say that. And I didn't realize that I really did have a little bit of a shake, um, you know, kind from the top of my head right down to the bottom of my toes I don't know how I did that but what I then did was just imagine because one of my colleagues said let's work on that she said okay imagine there's a pole going right from the sky through the top of your head and anchors you down uh, and, and firstly I needed to practice very consciously and then eventually it just um, eliminated you know I was able to, to get that under control but again it's someone not constructively criticized and, and given that feedback I would never know and here I would be shaken on all of these stages all over the place and everyone's not telling me you know what I mean so it's really helpful exactly. that you know yeah and that's one of the reasons why I recommend that if you want to become a speaker to join Toastmasters International or the National Speakers Association because they're there to help you you're there to build a connection with somebody else that wants to do the same thing you're there to do and they'll criticize you in a positive way. They'll help you become a great speaker if you have the gift to become a great speaker. Yes. And of course, Women Speakers Association is a great organization for the support also. Yeah, of course, that's right. And then, you know, we really can, can learn and uh, continue to really, as you said, practice 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 uh, Mary G talk a little bit about grammar uh, is this to do with not using the correct grammar or, or how does this play out to ensure that we are better motivational professional speakers on stage well you definitely want to learn proper English 
and you want to make sure that when you write out your speech, your topic, your presentation, that you use the proper grammar, the sentences, how you're going to be expressing yourself. Mm. Those are the issues with the grammar. That I'm, I mean, you don't want bad spelling in a handout that you receive. Yes. That really turns people off. Yeah, because there's some That's, people in the audience and, and I, all of these stories that I'm sharing. I remember one of my colleagues, she was so, um, I was going to say, well, I'll just say, she's so anal about spelling. Like, she just cannot help herself. And I remember we were getting delivered a keynote presentation and he had slides and everything. And all of she was right at the front. She pops her hand up and just kept her hand up to the point where he said, yes. She just wanted to let you know two slides before this one. You had a spelling mistake <laughs> and oh, she, just, no. <laughs> she couldn't help herself he said oh thank you I'll, I'll make sure that my team uh, gets on to that but it puts people <laughs> off so the whole time she was not listening to what he was saying because exactly. she was focused exactly. on that spelling you know that that typo but there are people in the audience that really that that does impact um so you want to make sure that you get that correct for sure we're not perfect, but we should try to be as perfect as possible when we're giving somebody a presentation for them to take with them. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So let's talk about just briefly, and then and I know that you've got a free gift that you'd like to share with people today to support them and really taking their motivational professional speaking career uh, out on stage and, and really connecting and engaging with their audience. But you talked about stories, and I think this is very relevant too. And you said also that you want to make sure that your topic is is really tweaked to suit the ideal audience and what they're there to to learn. This is also very important in the stories we decide to share, because sometimes the stories and the information that we share, if we're not careful and haven't done our research, it can become almost offensive to the audience. Speak a little bit about about the stories, correct stories, and how do we go about finding that information can we approach the organizers and ask them um, more information is that expected and 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 something believe, that we can do I believe that if you do not connect with the organizer and you find out what audience they're going to have present the different categories management staff support staff that you are not going to be able to get everybody's on the same page and you definitely need to find out I have a pre-programmed questionnaire that I share with my team members because if they don't know who they're going to be in front of I'm not going to show up mm. because it's going to be you know it's not going to be beneficial for either one of them for the audience or for the press presenter. So you definitely need that contact person to get all that information from. Yes. Yeah. I remember reading an article from a, a motivational speaker and she gave feedback, very honest, you know, vulnerability and in, in, in the feedback she provided on the blog, po blog post that this, at one particular time, she did not do this. And some of the examples that she did share that they did become quite offensive to some of the audience members because they were at a stage in their life where they were still working very, very early on through some of, you know, the, the challenges and so forth. 
forth in, in, in their lives and they weren't quite yet ready for the way that she approached, you know, and they almost felt as if they were being judged and that they were no, not good enough and, and that kind of thing. And, um, yeah, that she got some feedback from the organisers that um, they weren't happy. And she, she said, you know, had I realised that many of the audience members would be at that particular stage in their life, I would have used completely different examples to, to bring home that message, but in a far softer and more empowering way, because that was the stage that they were up to uh, in their life. And so, yes, as you said, you need to ask questions. If you're not sure of something, ask, because you don't want to get out on stage and offend your audience, do you? And you also need to have that contact person when you get to the place where the presentation is going to be. Yes. Because something could go wrong and you need that support there. So, and to tell stories, like I said and like you said, you need to have that contact person that lets you know who's going to be in the audience. Mm. So you can get stories that will match the audience, the individuals that are there, so they'll feel best part of the presentation yes yes there are so many things that we need to to learn and, and so many um, points on a checklist to, to enable us to get on stage and deliver a presentation that's going to motivate empower um, our audience so Mary G what's the free gift that you'd like to share with everybody today well don't forget that to do a pro bono will be beneficial to you once you get your topic in front of your relatives and your friends and you've customized it and you're all set to become a speaker. Go to monthly meetings, begin networking, and don't forget to ask testimonials from the people that you present to. Also, be yourself. Don't always Try to be somebody that you're not, because sooner or later, people are going to find out who you really are. And each audience should be considered different and special. And always smile. Look confident. You're the one in front of the audience. You're the expert. So those are my tips for the day, and I hope they're beneficial to at least one person mm. that will... <laughs> oh yes become a motivational speaker <laughs> absolutely so Mary G just share with everyone what support what services do you offer and then also share your website how can people connect with you and find out more about the uh, the, the services and support you offer them well I love connecting talented individuals with event planners meeting planners organizations that are looking for training for their employees and the best way to reach me is Mary G at mgmspeakersbureau.com and my website is MGM Speakers Bureau. And thank you so much. I've enjoyed every minute of our time together this afternoon. Oh, so have I. I hope it's been beneficial for somebody. Oh, look, I think you never can learn. I'm a, you know, I am an ongoing learner too. And I think no matter what stage we're at in our speaking career, maybe we're just starting out or maybe we've been doing this for, for a little while, you can always learn, you can always develop. And I love, you know, the opportunity for you to step up and share some of your incredible insights today. 
today. I know that I, it just emphasizes and certainly just what's so important, things that we need to consider if we want to really motivate our audience and make a you know, much bigger impact in the world. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. My pleasure. And of course, if you're listening to the show today, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, please go ahead and do that. Leave your comment as well as what was your biggest aha and what action that you are going to take to build a thriving business through speaking. You've been listening to Speaker Success Podcast brought to you by Women Speakers Association. If you're ready to share your message in a bigger way so you can build a thriving business, get your free speaker success plan at speakersuccessgift.com.